You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. This is the Great Lakes Youth Camp 2023. Well, that's the Great Lakes Youth Camp of 2023, and to them I give them this hearty cheer. Right back at them. Thank you for being here. Great to have these kids here. Yes, awesome. What do we have, about 225 here? Looks like about 1,000. 1,000. We packed the auditorium once again with 1,000 teenagers. Have you guys enjoyed camp this week? There you go. There you go. Apparently not. Apparently not. (laughs) That was only three kids. It got a lot of volume here. Awesome. It's been a great week. We've had a number of people saved. We've had some great decisions. Uh, I just preached uh, last night uh, a message I preached here eight years ago on hell. And it went so well, I think I'm going to do it again tonight. So uh, get ready. No. Everybody's like, no, don't turn the lights out again. A lot of fun. Good to have you here. Thanks. How you feel? Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Did you see him cringe a little bit when I hit him on the back like that? What's wrong? Oh, nothing much. Just uh, doing okay. Just okay? Yeah, just okay. Why? What? What's well, going on? Well, uh, I had an accident. Oh, messed your pants again? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. It wasn't a car accident. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. It was a terrible sock accident. No. Yeah. Not the dreaded it, sock accident. Yeah. What I happened? I was putting on a sock and I fell. <laughs> <laughs> Crashed into a, uh, a rack that to, uh, for clothes to hang on and uh i could barely even move last night (laughs) you can barely move at the best of times so uh, exactly we come up to the counselor's meeting at 6 30 and it's like oh i think i'm hurting and brother preston did say i do bounce so yes he did say it so i bounce pretty good and uh, so we're at the counselor's meeting it only happened like 15 minutes before and i'm oh man i'm I feel a little tight. And so I start bending and stretching and twisting and turning. And so through the whole counselor's meeting, I'm trying to, like, it's got a kink in my back. And I'm trying to work it out and then do it a little bit harder, a little bit harder. And by the time chapel started, my knees are buckling. I can't even stand up. And and it's getting worse and worse. And finally, we got brother with Sam. And I said, I got to go see the nurse. So went to the nurse. And she said, well... Uh, here's some Tylenol, that's extra strong Tylenol, and I'll ask you to do three things. Number one, move slowly. And I went, <laughs> I can do that. No problem. <laughs> then she said, don't twist or turn or jerk your back at all. And mm, I was like, "Yeah." well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to do that after I did it? Yeah. And then, uh, so then try to rest. So Yeah. Well, you do that very well. Yeah. Yeah. So I envision you're putting on the sock, you fall forward, you're face down. No. And you're kind of like a seesaw. Sideways. You're kind of like yeah. a seesaw exactly. with that bubble Couldn't in the middle. Up. You're Couldn't just tottering up. back and forth. Help, help. <laughs> 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 
So a few years ago when we're in Israel, we're in the airport, and Brother Wolven has restless leg syndrome, which means at times it feels like ants are crawling up and down inside of his leg. Kind of like the worms of hell, perhaps. <laughs> and it just, I mean, he doesn't rest well. He's, he's, he takes some heavy medication. And uh, so he, he's in the airport, and he's been struggling with this restless leg in Israel because we're, you know, seven hours ahead. We've been traveling for 10 days, running like crazy. And he's taking Red Bulls to, you know, keep him going because this medication makes him sleepy. Well, too many Red Bulls. He was down in them things. And uh, my son-in-law is with me, and he's running through the airport and yelling, Woven's down! Woven's down! Woven's down! <laughs> what are we, in Second World War or what? I, you know? And so I'm like, what's going on? He goes, Pastor Woven's, Pastor Woven's out, he's out! And I'm like, so I'm running through the Ben-Gurion airport, you know, at a snail's pace, and um, I'm, I'm looking for him, and here he's, he's, they've got him in a room on a stretcher, the ambulance is there, poor Denise is, you know, there with him, and I'm like, what's going on? And she goes, we think Danny had a heart attack, and I'm like, oh, great. It's going to mess up my schedule. <laughs> so I said, well, we're leaving them. See you later. <laughs> Shalom. <laughs> and so they, they bring this ambulance, and it was like a matchbox. Yes. It was like this little but tiny. But I still had leg in the headroom. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the thing. It's this tiny little, tiny little ambulance. And uh, so here goes Brother Wolf. I think they sent it on purpose. It didn't so go, like, wee, wah, and went, wee, wah, wee, and so here he goes up to there. I thought, what are we going to do? And I'm, so I'm, I'm talking to Denise, and we'll get you a flight. We'll work it out and all this. And about an hour or so later, here he comes back and uh, got on the plane and went home. So thank you, Superman, for being a part yeah. of our trip. So there we go. Wolven down. So I wish I'd have been there yesterday. We could have yelled it yes. again. Wolven down. Yes. If at any time today he does go down again, please yell, <laughs> Wolven down, Wolven down. Put the big W in the sky. I will be there yeah. momentarily to help him. So. Well, I do appreciate all the help. Uh, especially from our cabin. I mean, they came in and they did devotions with like flashlights, so they turned the lights on and everything. But wow. of course, at four in the morning when I had to go to the bathroom and mm. I could barely walk, it was the American Ninja Warrior obstacle course trying to get over there. <laughs> Thanks for that. I would like to have seen that, wouldn't you? <laughs> no. Ninja Warrior. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, Brother Wasam texts me after laying in agony mm -hmm. and I finally doze off. It's midnight. How you feeling? <laughs> so I waited till five and texted yeah. back. Lovely. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, oh my. All right, so we've got a question from Sean at Anchor Baptist. Yeah, Sean. All right, so he asked, Sean, what up. is your favorite passage in the Bible? Yeah, let's do this one. You call their name. Stand up for just a moment so we can see who you are, so we can make fun of you. Okay, good. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Sean. That's great. Well, you told them they can't respond. It's really good looking. They're obeying. They are. He's really good looking. What is your favorite passage in the Bible? You want me to answer that? Well, I suppose he asked I'll go first. I'll, question, go, first. I'll so go first. I suppose he wants well, to Well, I was going to give way to the older man with the bad back. <laughs> He's high on drugs, kids. He's high on drugs. Okay. Genesis 45. I like, uh, I, just in my study of Joseph this year, I have really fallen in love with that guy. And I... I think at different times of life you have different passages that you really enjoy or different books. And right now, Genesis 45.5, where Joseph talks about God, he said, God sent me to preserve life. 
And that just, that phrase really got me. I thought, that's awesome. And when you look at it in light of Jesus Christ, why did Jesus come? To preserve life, to give us everlasting life. And so in this study of this year, Joseph has been my guy. And that study has been awesome for me. And I think it's been a help to some teenagers as well as I use it. So I would say that would be my favorite right now. I sort of chose Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, and now I added on 3 as my life verse. So... Praise the Lord for right. that. There you go. All right, uh, Isaac Lapp from Cleveland Baptist. Isaac Lapp, there he is. All right. Is what is your funniest story ever while you were at Cleveland Baptist Church? We don't, we don't have that much time. <laughs> <laughs> we have so many guys. We worked oh, together at Cleveland Baptist for almost five years. Yep. Brother Wolven was my boss. Yeah, right. And um, he was my boss. No one was ever his boss. No. Well, Mrs. Thompson was. <laughs> Mrs. Thompson was my boss. All right, I'll tell that one. No. Oh, great. <laughs> he forever would always say, hey, I'm going to tell Ma on you, because he was dating pastor's daughter. And so all the time, that was his big phrase. Hey, you guys better leave me alone or I'll tell Ma. Because Mrs. Thompson loved this guy yes. more than Ruthie, I think. Yes. So definitely more than her now. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so he'd always say, I'm going to tell Ma, I'm going to tell Ma. So we're getting the whole church ready for their wedding. And uh, he's, he's, I mean, we're working night and day. Yeah. We did the parking lot. We did painting. We did carpet. I, I mean, night and day. Did the roof. And so uh, he's in the, he's in the, church garage and he's making these concrete forms matter of fact you from cleveland bandits have you ever see those pvc pipe with the concrete he poured the concrete forms so he's there and whenever dave cook and i took a ladder up to the ladies they were decorating the fellowship hall which at that time had these big globe lights and mrs thompson had this way about her and she just looked at it and she went those globes are so dirty and Dave Cook and I looked at each other and we took off. So we went out to the church garage to hide. And so. Because that meant somebody had to clean them. Yes. It, well, yes. And so, uh, you know, we went, whoa, Mrs. Thompson wants us to clean globes. And he took the trowel and he slams it on her and goes, that's it. That's where I draw the line. And while he's spouting this out, the phone rings. And Dave Cook answers it and he's going, that, that is just over the line. There is no way. And Dave goes, Hey, Al, it's Ma. <laughs> Here's the conversation from our end. Hello? No, nothing. Yeah, sure, no problem. Bye. See you guys. I'm going to go clean globes. <laughs> <laughs> I clean the globes. <laughs> Whatever my mother-in-law wanted, she got. That is right. Because she was the sweetest woman in the world. Who would scare you to death? Scare you to death. <laughs> she just had that way. So that's a good one. That's a good one. All right, West Coast Baptist Church, uh, West Coast Baptist College. What are three things you would encourage young people to establish in their teen years? Ooh, good one. Do you want to start that one? Yeah, I, I put on there, try to cultivate a heart for God. Mm -hmm. Thou should love, we must love the Lord, all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, all our strength. That's the first commandment. And then dedication to consistency. If we can try to be consistent. The more consistent we're going to be, I think the less sinful we're going to be. And I think every teenager ought to have a love to help children, hmm. especially guys, 
guys, if you're too tough and you're too cool to help a little kid to play with them, you know, they punch you in the stomach and you fall over, oh, if you're too cool to do that, and I don't think any girl in their right mind should even look at you. Because right. you're going to be a jerk when you're married, and you're not going to understand uh, how to be, how to be uh, able to laugh at yourself. I mean, that's all I do anymore is laugh at myself yeah. after I get up off the floor. All right. Yeah. I think you should help little children and old men that can't get up. <laughs> I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> I pressed that button and I know. nobody came. I gave them a life, life support system uh, for Christmas this year. Um, I start with the same one, uh, a relationship with God. Have a good, strong relationship with God. Work at that. And you've asked the questions. We've given some answers. If, if you still aren't satisfied with that, get with your parents, get with your pastor, get with your youth pastor, and ask them to help you get that relationship with God. And then I think have a great work ethic. Learn to work Amen. hard. Learn Amen. to work right. And if you'll do that, you'll go a long way uh, in the world, both in the ministry and in the secular world. My kids worked at Tim Hortons, and they loved them because they showed up sober. They, they came to work. And they did extra, and those things really benefited them. Have a great work ethic. And then I think you need to have great friends. I am in the ministry, and I am here today in part because of guys like this who keep me accountable, who keep me laughing, who in the hard times of life, you know, get me laughing instead of crying. Have great friends. Spiritual. Oh, he's down. Wolven's down. Wolven's down. No. Um, so you've got to have that. Um, your friends that you're making now are important, but the, the friends that you make in college and your first few years of work will be your lifelong friends. Make great friends. Amen. Friends that lift you in the things of Christ, not yes. pull you away. Yep. And then I'm going to give you a fourth one because I think this is really important to your age group. Have good music. Amen. Music will make or break you. The music that you listen to should honor God, should draw you closer to God, and make you think of God. If you're thinking of anything else while you're listening to your music, you've got the wrong music. And the biggest pitfall for most teenagers is wrong music. The music of this world does not honor and glorify God. Music. Amen. All right. Adeline Eucala from North Columbus Baptist Church, she yes, says... Yeah. What is the best Bible time plan possible so I'm not rushing for school or too late when time for bed? Awesome. Great Good question. question. That was a All great right. question. Yeah, yep. great question. Um, what I put down was just make sure it's consistent, private, and effective. You just have to practice. Figure out what's going to fit in your schedule. Whenever our kids were little, my time with the Lord was a different time. You know, now that there, we've got, we're empty nesters, my time with the Lord is usually way early in the morning whenever I'm getting up. And so you just have to find something. It may sort of shift and change. You go to college or you get uh, maybe a job that's third shift. You want to find a, a time that for you that's consistent, private, and effective. Let me ask this. How many of you are homeschooled? Raise your hand. Okay, I'd say... Not quite a third. How many of you go to Christian school? Raise your hand. I say that's a large portion. How many of you go to a public school? Okay, another good portion. I'd say uh, maybe a third, 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 something like that, yeah. close, something yeah, like that. Close. So let me say this, that um, 
you're in that school time, so things will be a little bit different. So number one, I'd say when you wake up, that should be your prayer time. Start the day off with prayer. Lord, I'm getting ready to go to school. Help me, prepare me. Um, you know, give me what I need. Pray for your family. Have a list of prayer things because for me, uh, I have so much going on in my head sometimes. I've got to have something that keeps me organized. So write on a tablet or on your phone or iPad, something, write a list of prayer things that you can remember. And then I would say this, if you're driving to school, if you're going with your parents to school, um, on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, listen to Tim Talks. It's a fun way to learn something about the Bible. And we, we don't always uh, read scripture on Tim Talks, but we'll discuss it. And that would give you something that you could do. It doesn't, it doesn't replace the reading of God's word, but it's something that you can do to hear about God in a fun way, in a practical way, to help you and then I would say this do your Bible study time because I'm not a morning person he's up at four o'clock reading the Bible I can't do that if I wake up at four o'clock I'm going to the bathroom that's where I'm going I just I don't I, I stay up late I'm 12 30 one o'clock is usually when I'm going to bed so I um, text him many times when I get he up he does and I try to text him after nine o'clock and he's usually I don't hear it. he doesn't answer me till nine or four so so uh, I'm not a morning person and I don't think most teenagers are morning persons morning people I should say um, so I would do your Bible study in a spare class at school if you get a, a spare uh, what do you call that a um, study hall study hall thank you if you get a study hall that's a great time to study your Bible um, recess time lunch time and if you're in a public school I dare you. Hey, I double dog. How many you. of you seniors in high school have recess? Well, we're speaking to a broad audience of people. It's not just these kids. How many seventh graders have recess? Okay. Right there. See, right, there's two good. right there. Two. Amen. That's right. So at Wonderful. recess. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> For those children listening today, they're under the age of grade seven. Um, Look, or, I'm, I'm Al Stone back now. That's right. Yeah, you're not kidding. So um, at, your, at your study time or at a break time, study the Bible. And I dare you, if you're in high school, I dare you to sit at lunch and read your Bible. I dare you. Sit in the lunchroom, read your Bible. People ask you, what are you doing? Read my Bible. And then you have an open door to witness to them. Why are you reading your Bible? Oh, this has got great stuff, man. This tells me how to live my life as a teenager. This, is, this has helped me. Use that time. I think it's a great time. I would suggest for you a couple of study materials. Glow in the Dark is a teenage devotional. They're not real long. They give you a good Bible thought. They're written by good uh, preachers, many of them that I know and you would know. And then for girls, my wife loves Proverbs 31 Ministries. It's written for ladies from a lady's perspective. Um, they're not King James. I, 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 glow in the dark is, but Proverbs 31 isn't. So just set that scripture portion apart, read from your King James, and you got a good devotional. So you're saying that people at Heritage Christian School, they need to pray when they're eating the school food? Oh, you need to pray. No, no, the no, no. Here's what I'm saying. You need to pray in thankfulness for the dear ladies who prepare that every day. Would you stand, please? Would you stand? Here is the lady in charge of the food at Heritage Christian School. Thank you. When I, All right, speaking when I, of wait, Cleveland Baptist, yes. Wait, when I went to school, we weren't applauding in thanks. <laughs> the mystery meat was delicious, but we never knew really where it came from. Their hairnet was beautiful. Hairnet. You've been listening to Tim Talks. 
taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.